0: joining us on the phone line she is a regular guest here on the show we always love enjoy talking with cbs news business analyst jill schlesinger good morning jill good morning all right so a couple of things to talk about i know over the weekend we were kind of planning on discussing the government shutdown uh but they did come up with a temporary fix over the weekend uh, what were some of the things included in this uh temporary fix
1: Well, I just want to point out that uh, we may need to recycle this segment in November. I just I I, so nobody you're not going to think like, wow, did I have I heard this before when it comes to November? Because we got a 45 day reprieve. That's it. So we still need to see some major spending bill come out and actually, you know, be agreed upon so that we don't have to do this in 45 days. But generally speaking, when you have a shutdown, what happens is you have a lot of federal workers that are sent home from work. They don't get paid. Others have to show up at work and not get paid, including active-duty military. And so we're talking about 2 million people whose lives are impacted. So it's a lot more—I think that that's a much bigger issue than like, oh, bummer, I can't go to the Smithsonian, which is a bummer. But right. there are real people—real that real lives are impacted by these decisions.
0: Yeah. Uh, what are some other big things that we would notice if, if the government— does if or when the, the government shuts down next
1: well a couple of things that um, i like to just reassure people if you're a social security recipient or you're filed like you're waiting for money to get a benefit from medicare or medicaid those are continuing that those don't those are not affected by a government shutdown we dealt with those when congress you know agreed at the last second to raise the debt ceiling but if you receive SNAP benefits, you know Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program benefits, or the Women, Infants, Children program, you know these programs. It's not that they're going to stop, but after a few days or after thirty days in the when it comes to SNAP, they might not be able to process checks. And so you mm-hmm. think, how many millions of people are receiving those benefits who aren't going to get them? Wow, that's a ton of people. Um, on the other side, you know, I know you wish that you didn't have to file your quarterly taxes, but the IRS is always open during a, uh, <laughs> a shutdown because we like to collect revenue. That's one of the
0: how things convenient of the that life. that yes. is the case, right?
1: How wonderful! Yeah, you know, and and you know, I got to be honest with you. When people are really looking at this situation, I know that it's just like massive dysfunction, right? We get it. The other part of it that I think is important is that I don't think a shutdown in and of itself is ever considered like the thing that pushes you into a recession. Because remember, whatever isn't spent during the government shutdown is spent subsequently when we reopen, right? It just kind of continues to muddy the waters. We are in a very strange situation where we we have not gone into a recession. All the economists thought we were going to. That has not happened. But you think about a government shutdown Crude oil spiking because of Russia and Saudi Arabia cutting production. We already have high interest rates. We have student loans that are resuming, which means a lot of money that was going into the economy goes to paying down student loans. I think that all of those things together really do start to like, worry some economists that they could conspire to eat into economic growth. I don't know if that would make us recession prone, but it's not good. So we'd like to try to avoid the things that we can control. It's like when I talk about personal finance. No unforced errors, right? Shutting the government down is a complete unforced error for the economy.
0: Jill Schlesinger joining us here on the WPTF Morning Show. You, you mentioned student loans. That started back up for millions of Americans yesterday, officially. Uh, any tips or advice for, for people like me that have to start paying back those student loans again after, a, what, three-year hiatus? Oh my gosh, yes.
1: Um, so the first thing you have to do is head on over to student, I'm sorry, studentloan.gov. Dude, sorry, I'm messing that up. Studentaid.gov is the website. And the reason why I encourage people to do that is that when you are on that website, there are a lot of things that you may not realize could be available to you. So, for example, there is a new way of called the SAVE program. It's an income-driven repayment plan. And this one is actually based on uh, what is going on in your current income and the size of your family. And I think that could really help people. I've heard a lot of people over the last three years say, Well, you know what? During COVID, I decided to change careers and I'm making less money. Or, gee, during COVID, we had uh, two kids. It's three and a half years. Like, that could happen, right? Yeah. And the save plan can really help lower your monthly payments. And there's a lot of other features of the save plan that are interesting. All
0: right. She is Jill Schlesinger. We always talk with her on Monday mornings and we always appreciate her being with us on the WPTF morning show. Thanks so much, Jill.
1: Sure. Take care.